Hi everyone, welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by Shosh. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, no, I'm good. What does your T-shirt say? It says "Vaccinated and ready to commit tax fraud." <laughs> yes, G, love it. That's the that's the best reaction I've got from it so far. No, no one's ever. We've no, just... I'm here for it. <laughs> I read somewhere, by the way, that you're um that you're American born. Are you American? I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've spent like half my time in the UK and half my time in America. So my accent's like, to be honest, the UK accent is the dominant accent. When you go back to America, they all want you to speak as much as as sort of British as possible. And when you come to the UK, they want you to speak as British as possible as well. So (laughs) no one really wants you to be rolling through with a Yankee accent. But whenever I go, uh, whenever I talk to my parents, it really comes back. Because they're both they're both pretty American. Yeah. Yeah. I was born in Chicago. Nice. Rep it all the time. Yeah, but UKG all the way as well. So yeah. A... Well, yeah, so how did you get as an as an what did you when did you move over? I moved over when I was 14. I didn't even start sort of thinking about garage until I was 20 something. So what's the perception of, of garage in the US? They've got a scene over there and it's really popping off. Like if you know the night base crew, like AC Slater and that, and uh, they're really repping the kind of new wave of garage, like the kind of 4-4, like new UKG sound. Like they've got garage producers over there making bangers that I play on the show, like Hans Glader is one of them. And um, AC is releasing UK Garage. The fact that new UKG has a lot of like bass house influences, it's more 4-4, it's more like bass driven. And so I think they found like a mm. kind of comfortable little place to sit with with that sound. So, yeah. W- was there much sort of old UK Garage in the US or, or is Garage kind of a new thing? I don't the- think they had the old school. I don't. I don't think they get the concept of like I and Appa, I and Appa, hey, like I don't <laughs> see that. I mean, I think that was very much a UK sound, like the old UKG, like Oxide Neutrino, Digital Economy, like Sweet Female Attitude, Dennis G, like all that kind of old UKG sound is very much like a British thing. And it didn't even really work like outside of the UK, you know, like people in France didn't get UKG and you know, never really cottoned on in Europe, caught on in Europe. And but yeah, the new wave of UKG is a lot more kind of dance friendly and it's it's definitely getting out there a lot more, which is exciting. When did you realize that you really liked Garage and what came first? You you liking Garage or being a DJ and producer? Uh liking Garage massively. I started so I run a label, it's kind of a brand and a dance collective called 24 Hour Garage Girls. And we started at Boomtown. We, we basically just wanted to play UK Garage to people and have a rave up. So we started doing that. And the artists that I was booking weren't playing UKG. They were playing like Booty Bass or like Funky House or, you know, sort of all, a breakbeat and like all the kind of genres around it. But it was really hard to get people to play Garage. So I started falling out with the artists that I was booking. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to do it myself because you know if you want something done properly do it yourself yeah. kind of thing and I learned to mix and then after a while of DJing it was just kind of essential to start producing because you know that's that's kind of the next step for a DJ isn't it start filling their set out with their own production so kind of been a really organic process but I love it I love where I am how long actually just in general because I because I, I used to live with DJs and I always wonder like, how long does it take you to get good at get good at that 
That's a good question, actually, because it's like a slippery slope. To be able to like complete a set in public, it doesn't take that long. You know, if you practice a lot and you have all your tunes ready and you know what you want to do, you can be ready in like a month or something. It doesn't take too long. But feeling comfortable up there and then getting cocky and switching up and, 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 and going like off the script, as it were, that can take like a couple of years. <laughs> I was- I was rubbish at it when I like I used to try and do I used to try and mix and some big decks in the kitchen and I used to try and I could only I could only do grime because it's all 140 <laughs> oh so I, had a, yeah, I, I had a great time but then anything else I was just like oh no it's, it's, it's fine I'll just listen to you guys <laughs> I have it like the, the DJ schools are great for people who are really focused and really want to do it but it's it's weird seeing like a whole generation of people be pushed into schooling with DJing because it's really a vocation it's not really a career that's very stable or that can offer you much you know in terms of like money and stability and consistency and all that kind of stuff you know it can be like a real uphill struggle so it seems weird that people are getting pushed into it they're not that serious about it I think that you should only really pursue it if you are like crazy passionate about it it's a vocation isn't it like the world doesn't really need more DJs. It needs like more doctors and more teachers. <laughs> and, like, do you know what I mean? People who do like really fundamental stuff. The thing is, DJ schools are great if you are really passionate about it and you feel like that's what you want to do and you don't have somewhere to go. And it's it helps. It's like, you know, 200% amazing for those people. But then I see, I, I know as well, I personally know like parents who push their kids into it. At like really? seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and I'm like, you realize that that's that might not be like a good life for them. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna spend a lot of time drinking in dark rooms, worrying about who they are and whether anyone likes them, getting underpaid, <laughs> working for free. <laughs> you know, it's not, wow. it's not really the best career choice to be like shoving your like ten year olds into. But you know, that is that seems so <laughs> that seems so crazy to me that a parent would be like. Come on, Sam. You're in. You're in year nine now. You need to <laughs> time to your, buckle down. <laughs> your USBs are, are, are thin on the ground with the garage bangers. Yeah, if I don't see you double dropping in two weeks, you're grounded. You know <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, okay, big up, big up all the kids that are really dedicated. Though that is sick. That is really sick. What's the trajectory then from being someone who DJs sort of as as a hobby to then presenting on Kiss? I wish I could tell you what I did, but I don't know. Like they came to me and I had to audition, but they invited me to come and audition. I mean, the thing is, before I started at Kiss, I wasn't a presenter. I never, ever spoke. I never got on the mic unless I was... I'd had a few drinks. I didn't, I don't like the sound of my own voice at all. That's why I'm a producer. But they invited me to come on because I had been running a garage label for a while. I was curating a lot of lineups at festivals. So I was kind of, you know, kind of picking the artists that I wanted to see come through. Like I curated lineups from Boomtown and Glastonbury and things like that. And we brought like a really nice mix of old school and new school and kind of blended it all together. And I think that's kind of what they wanted from the show. I got invited to audition for that reason. But honestly, as well, it's a very hard job and it's like a ticking time bomb every week. Like you have to be so dedicated to be delivering all the content on time and working with the crew at KISS to make things happen. And I think they just knew I was a really hard worker. They knew I was like consistent. I made I I reached my deadlines and quality consistent. And I think that's probably that was probably one of the 
biggest contributors to me getting a job to be honest is that a lot to manage then with with kiss and 24-hour garage girls and you you've got a production course as well right yeah since events have been back it's insane like I'm still I'm still getting like my seven hours like I can't live without getting my seven hours sleep but apart from that I'm pretty much working all the time yeah what is your what's your favorite festival by the way oh good question I gotta say Boomtown because they're like my home I've been working with Boomtown for like nearly a decade now they were the guys that gave us our first opportunity and yeah all my all my kind of raving family are there and yeah, yeah, it's def- it's it's probably my home away from home. So yeah, Boomtown Fair. Like, would you say like your your favorite memories of of DJing are at Boomtown? Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, either that or Outlook Festival. Yeah, yeah, I remember I uh, played the the uh, beach party at Outlook Festival, and you know when you know what it's like when the sun's setting and you've had a couple of drinks and you're just in that zone, that like happy place. Mm. And I was I was playing and I looked out and there was a crowd of happy faces, and then I just kind of moved on and there was just like a row of palm trees and then the sea and like a sunset and I was just like damn god damn like this is a nice like this is such a privilege you know it's like, such a big privilege such an honor to be you know able to play people music in that environment and that really special kind of moment for everyone so yeah probably probably outlook and boomtown like it's like those are those are two festivals that i've really wanted to go to but i've, I've i haven't had the chance to be to, to go to either get, get in there honestly outlook is one of the most amazing events it really is like like if you're if you're going to like a night are you pretty much always you you like you only go if, if you're you know mixing there or would you go and like see something i don't often go out no i don't i'll be no. honest sometimes i will go to support like a friend you know if they're playing or something but I like because the nightclub is like my office. Yeah. I don't really see it in the same light that other people see it. Like if I if I go to a club or a festival and I have to queue and then I have to stand in the crowd and get pushed around and have really loud music in my face. I don't really like it. It feels like the bad side of what I do every weekend. When I when I like to socialize and unwind and shit, I, I just I like having house parties. I like kind of getting like my my people like with me in a room getting all the drinks and stuff in and just having a good drink and a smoke and a catch up and that have you ever seen like a dj set that blew your mind yeah yeah 100 yeah and obviously the garage scene's come on quite a way since since lockdown so i was really curious to see what kind of sets what kind of set he build like what kind of tunes he'd bring into it and it wasn't as much garage as i thought there were there was a lot of other genres that were coming in and out of it but, but yeah, it was really inspiring. It was interesting. Like he was kind of feeding other vibes into the garage sound through the set. And like full deck mixing is always really fun to watch as well. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Conductor. That'd be amazing. It was one of those sets where you're like, they're going. And then it, and then it like triple drops. So you're like, oh, come on, come on, come on. You know, just like every couple of minutes you're like, ah no way fucking you know like just everyone really gassed it was a lot of movement a lot of energy it's good that's what i thought uk music's about isn't it yeah that's it yeah it gets you more hype than uh than american music yeah (laughs) thanks thanks so much for coming on shosh i really appreciate you coming especially when you yeah you know so much stuff to be getting on with no problem Uh, no problem i'm set up for the day now you woke me up yeah no likewise likewise Um, yeah thanks again and thanks everyone for listening or watching to the student pages podcast see you next time Woo, baby
Wake up, all you student crew. Bup, bup, bup. 